Prosperity Radio. You're a nostalgic station. Welcome, welcome to another edition of the Jazz Sessions. I'm William Klein Bailey, and today I'm going to present the Jazz Sessions with you. It's nice to be here. Um, another month has gone by really, really, really quickly. Um, it's always a pleasure to be in Fairytale Radio, nice, friendly faces. So yeah, I'm looking forward to giving you a really good program today. Um, I've got an eclectic selection of tracks for you to enjoy. So, as I said, I'm William Klein Bailey and I'm hosting the Jazz Sessions. Today, um, in the program, we continue our series of programs of jazz across the continents. And today, um, we feature jazz from Asia and Australia. Also in the program today, I'll be speaking with a jazz clarinetist, Aaron Gosh. Um, really interesting chap and I'll... You know, like to have have a good conversation with him and i hope you'll enjoy what he's got to say or you know find it entertaining what he's got to contribute to the program got Aaron Josh on the line and we're going to be speaking to him in a minute. Um, Aaron Josh is um, a clarinetist and composer whose style incorporates jazz and rock and experimental sounds. His Indo Jazz Sextet plays imaginative music of South Asian origin with a contemporary jazz attitude. Are you there, Aaron? Hello, good uh, afternoon. Yes, good afternoon to you. Thank you for joining us on Fafaita Radio this sunny afternoon in London. It's a pleasure and really nice to hear the music you've been playing. I've been loving all of it. Very new music for me, so. <laughs> Well, it's how we do it here on the jazz sessions. We just have fun and play good jazz and let people know what's out there because a lot of people think that jazz normally is just, you know, what happened in the 1930s and 1940s. It's part of jazz, but it is a wide spectrum, which I'll try and do today. Um, so, um, so I'm really, really pleased I'm speaking with you today. So how are you doing anyway? How's life? Yeah, life is okay. I've, uh, I'm just relaxing this weekend. Uh, uh -huh. We had a show on the South Coast. Right. Pool yesterday, uh -huh. and uh, it was the start of a mini tour that I'm doing. So, okay. uh, really great to be back on the road, playing uh, live again, uh -huh. and feeling feeling okay. Mm -hmm. Feeling okay. Enjoyed. Really loved uh, 
our concert last night and it's just a pleasure to to be playing music and to have the opportunity so i'm feeling okay thank you oh that's excellent that's excellent well i know you said you've been touring um just tell us about your musical background and interest in jazz okay so um i started playing music as as a child um started like lots of young people at the age of seven or eight playing the recorder right <laughs> <laughs> and um but always loved always loved music loved making up my own tunes and my interest in jazz i think started from that time in the sense that even before i knew what jazz was i was attracted to various kinds of sounds a lot that i heard on the tv whether it was just accompanying cartoons or whether it was tv theme tunes such as starsky and hutch uh -huh. or minder you know a lot that was where i started to recognize that a lot of this music that I was hearing was jazz, ah, I see. And, that, and that's why I liked it. And um, I was introduced by my family, who uh, family members who who also liked jazz, to kind of earlier things like you know Stefan Grappelli, uh -huh. and um, you know who else? Uh, lots of kind of older artists like Benny Goodman, uh -huh. and and so on. Mm -hmm. And it was when I heard Courtney Pine, right. Uh, playing live on the TV at mm -hmm. the Free Nelson Mandela concert. Right. And it was made, my my mum my told me, well, this, this music is called jazz mm -hmm. and uh, it's it's uh, improvised music. Mm -hmm. And she told me a bit about it and I was just blown away by oh. what Courtney Pine was playing. And that was the beginning of my real love for jazz, not just for the music, but then to think this is something I'd like to play. Oh. And that continued, really. Over the years, I continued to get through kind of listening to Courtney Pine's music and learning about his influences, mm -hmm. um, I started to kind of visit standards and mm -hmm. then, you know, visit the different eras of jazz and, and get inspired, really. Mm -hmm. well, that's a moving story. So <clears throat> just through television and, you know, family influences, here you are today. <laughs> A fully-fledged jazz mean, musician. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, you know, so... so Sometimes you just know, and I think kind of I always wanted to be a musician. Mm -hmm. I, I always knew that, but I think the path of jazz for me came from that sense that this was really free, mm -hmm. exciting music where you could express yourself. I loved the improvised element. Mm -hmm. I loved um, the combination of both playing, the interaction of, with between different musicians, mm -hmm. and I just often I was just quite taken aback when I listened to say jazz solos trying oh, to yes. understand what was happening you know mm -hmm. trying to understand what the bass was doing how they knew what to play mm -hmm. and it was just that I suppose what captured my imagination was the way that musicians interacted right. and that still of course is one of the things that keeps me going today you know in terms of the joy of playing on stage well music very much is something you have to interact with and again that's why jazz is unique in its way it's spontaneous. Some of the um, lines or musical melodies that the, the soloist will come up with is just done at the spot, depending on the feeling the person's got at that time. And that's what makes it unique, because it allows you to express yourself. And that's absolutely what's, what's unique about, uh, about jazz. Um, different to other genres like classical, where it's all written and you have to follow a certain format. You do have that scope for creativity in jazz. Yes, 
Yes. Okay. Um, obviously, you're a clarinetist. Why did you choose the clarinet as your main instrument? Uh -huh. um, so, similar era, you know, having seen Courtney Pine playing on the TV, and he was playing soprano saxophone All right. on this tune. Mm -hmm. uh, I think I, my memory is that he was playing one of his compositions, you know, from Destiny's Song. It was, uh, it was he was playing Sacrifice, and he, I think he was using soprano saxophone. Either way, I remembered this straight silver, uh, golden instrument. Right. And, um, again, I was sort of informed, told that this was a, a soprano saxophone. Now, okay. at the time, I had been playing recorder, and I obviously right. made the I made the connection between uh, a wind instrument, the use of the fingers, the use of air, and so on. Mm -hmm. um, at the similar time, I saw somebody at my school playing a clarinet, and I just thought this this looks really good. <laughs> <laughs> and um, uh, a family friend who was a musician. Mm -hmm. um, had a clarinet and brought one over for me to try. And so it, it not, it was, again, with, this was the, an instrument now that I held it in my hands and it just felt right under my fingers. Right. I, un I understood instinctively how the fingering worked. I understood instinctively, obviously, how to make a sound. Uh -huh. I was shown how to form my lips for an embouchure. Right. And I spent the next few months with this borrowed instrument just trying it out and getting better at it and making a lot of the parallels from from what I enjoyed about the recorder, mm -hmm. transferring it onto the clarinet. And it just became my instrument. Oh, it was nice. as simple as that. And mm -hmm. and I loved, loved, always loved the clarinet in terms of the way it can express so much in terms of the range, the, the low range, mm -hmm. the mid range, the staccato, mm -hmm. the piercing high notes. Mm -hmm. Also then we were listening to kind of, at home, was listening to kind of clarinet players such as Aka Bilk and Benny Goodman, right. the older, you know, artists, and mm -hmm. just really loved the instrument. It's interesting because people often say, well, why didn't you play the saxophone? Mm. And Because it's a natural progression, especially Correct. within jazz, of course. Yes. And whilst I was in, influenced and inspired by all the brilliant saxophone players that there have been through the jazz kind of canon, Mm -hmm. um, I always just felt that the clarinet was my sound and that was the sound that I wanted to make and I wanted to focus on that. Mm. And so I've always just stuck with it. I also then found that when I started to play more Indian music, mm -hmm. and we'll talk about this, I'm sure, a little bit later, when I started to play more Indian music, uh -huh. I found that um, the clarinet also worked very, very, very well, well for this mm. in terms of the way you can bend the notes. Yes, the the vibrato that you can put on it mm -hmm. that almost gives you that control to evoke that mm. Indian atmosphere in yes. the music. Yes, yes, no, no, you're you're spot on there. I would agree with you, and and obviously when you play, I've listened to some of your music. When you're playing the melodies, it ties in nicely with with, with the clarinet than any other instrument, wind instrument, I would think. Anyway, if you wanted that Indian vibe onto your 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 compositions. Correct. And not only the Indian vibe, I think one of the things that I love about the clarinet mm -hmm. is how, as an instrument, it has traveled the world. Mm -hmm. Because you, obviously, you recognize the use of the clarinet in New Orleans, mm -hmm. old jazz, 
yes. you know, and the traditional kind of thing, and just how important the clarinet is in that. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, through the swing era. Mm-hmm. But then on the other side of the world, you have the use of the clarinet in Turkish music, in yeah. Greek music, yes. in the music from the Balkans. Right. Of course, then the music, uh, klezmer music, Jewish music, you know, mm-hmm. where the clarinet has that this really strong role. And a lot of it, I think, is to do with um, its similarity to the human voice both in the male register and a female register. Mm -hmm. And so when it comes to playing songs and melodies, Mm -hmm. it's very similar to the human voice. And Mm -hmm. I think that's what I enjoy about it. And also I I enjoy listening to singers so much, of course, because I get my inspiration from them. All right. Okay. Yes. Fair point. Well, yeah, it's, as you say, the clarinet is, is not an instrument that people are aware of. It's not as popular as the saxophone. But um, no. But um, it does give it a very good sound when I've listened to, you know, what you play and other clarinetists. Um, Thank you. Yeah, no, no, no. I've listened to yourself. Before. <laughs> we, need, we need all the help we can get. <laughs> that's true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> um, you mentioned Cutney Pine a few times. He was a legend of jazz last month, by the way. Um, mm-hmm. We played a few tracks from him. Um, but I was going to ask you, which musician influences you and why? Mm-hmm. I was thinking about this, mm-hmm. um, and I there's many kind of obvious choices for mm-hmm. me, and I'll quickly mention them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say Miles Davis mm-hmm. because of his melodic expression, right. because of the way he would almost change the genre of mm-hmm. jazz throughout his career, mm-hmm. the different, uh, the almost magical melodies that he would create. Mm-hmm. But, only he could create, and that beautiful sound. So, of right. course, I would mention Miles Davis. Right. I would also mention John Coltrane because of the spirituality and intensity of the music and, again, the expression. I also would think about Alice Coltrane in terms of her textures right. and the space within her music. So mm-hmm. those three artists are very important to me in, in jazz. But the artist I w- actually wanted to say was a very, very strong influence on me, almost just an, an ins- inspiration, mm-hmm. is Nina, Nina Simone. All oh, right. Because I spent a lot of my childhood listening to her. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had uh, a tape mm-hmm. of uh, Nina Simone's early Bethlehem recordings that uh-huh. I used to listen to a lot in the car. Right. Uh, and I knew all of that music inside out, and I just... Everything that I've ever heard from Nina Simone, I think, is absolutely mind-blowing. Mm-hmm. And I think what it is, for me, it's the power of her voice mm-hmm. and the power of her expression that when she sings, mm-hmm. every word, mm-hmm. to me, sounds true and real. Right, right. And yes. It's honest and mm-hmm. pure and full of emotion. Mm-hmm. That's her voice. And then her beautiful use of melody in terms mm-hmm. of how she phrases mm-hmm. her things. Her, her songs. Yes. And then, of course, her piano playing, yes. which obviously is very rooted in the blues. Very much and, so. <laughs> and, but also with the element of the influence of Western classical music as well from yeah, Bach. You know, so she on. was trained to be, she wanted to go into classical music. Do you know that? I do. Yeah. I do know that. And, but she and had I'm, a lot I'm, of problem with racism and she gave up on that. God, they wouldn't I give know. her the chance. I know, and it's her strength through mm. her life, mm-hmm. you know, and her desire to express herself and mm-hmm. just keep on going that, again, is like mm. an inspiration beyond anything I could 
mm. ever hoped to do is achieve with my life, you know? Yeah, and and yeah. so that's why she inspired me. But I just, and I think that as a musician, mm -hmm. the way she would take a song and mm. make it her own mm. and just communicate. She's mm. the master communicator, mm. you know? So mm. I, and, and, and great, and whatever genre, whatever style she's playing, whether it's more of the kind of the pop aspect, you know, on, that she does on, on Silk and Soul and, uh -huh. um, I put a spell on you, th yes. those, almost those things, but then the pure jazz when she sings Lou Indigo, yes. you know, yes. or, and then, then the space that you hear in her performance, say, of House of the Rising Sun, and mm. all of these classic recordings, mm. I just think, I just hear so much in them, and, that, mm. and so she's a huge inspiration to me, and I just almost just wish, you know, always just hope that whenever I play a song, whether it's my own music or mm -hmm. whatever it is, mm -hmm. that I try and get that expression of emotion across, whatever that is. Yeah, she, that's, that, so that's who I really yeah, no, admire no, I, and am inspired by. Yeah, I would agree with you with everything you... I, I, would, I would agree with everything you said, because Nina Simone is so authentic. Um, mm. She just, you know, it, it just comes from the soul, what she produces. So, yeah, yeah, no, fair point to you. <laughs> <laughs> But um, she, she's a source of inspiration, and sometimes we take these things for granted. Only when you express yourself as you've done now, then you, you think, oh, yeah, you know, she, she's more than just a musician. And she was a very, um, she was a, uh, an activist also um, yes. for, for civil rights. So there are many facets to her personality, apart from music, yes. that makes her, you know, an inspiration to everyone. And I'm pleased that yes. she's, she had a very, uh, she had a profound effect on your life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, what I was going to ask, and maybe I'm going a bit too deep for a Saturday, <laughs> <laughs> but we've got to talk about these things. I was going to ask you, um, what contribution do you think musicians of Asian heritage have made towards the development of the jazz genre? Yes. So um, it's a it's an interesting thing to think about. I will focus a little bit on. I will focus mainly on. South Asian culture right. from uh, the Indian subcontinent, from mm -hmm. India, Pakistan, Bangladesh, right. uh, Sri Lanka, Nepal, this region. So mm -hmm. I've heard you playing kind of a number of Japanese artists, yes. and it's, uh, they're very new to me. So I'll mm -hmm. focus on 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 the the in what I'll call the the South Asian contribution. And just, I think just before you, you go, just touch on your background, please, as to where your family sure. roots are from. Mm -hmm. Well, this is this is uh, my background. My dad is uh, was my dad was Bengali, uh -huh. and mum is grew up in in London, right. but has uh, Indian heritage as well from okay. Sindh okay. in the west part of, of of India. Okay, and and so I this was a bigger influence on me musically. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. In terms of and and from that, I kind of mean. Indian classical music as well as folk music and film music. Right. Now, um, by film music, I mean Bollywood. So there's uh -huh. a strong musical culture of all different kinds there. Mm -hmm. Now, with the Indian classical music, this is something that is kind of um, has very many parallels with jazz. Right. Because of the focus on improvisation. Okay. Because of the focus on rhythm. Right. And on the focus of communication audience communication mm -hmm. you know in terms of bouncing off the vibe that you get back from an audience right. and how that influences what you play mm -hmm. so there's naturally ma very many parallels between 
Indian music and jazz. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the main differences mm-hmm. is the harmonic right. aspect. Okay. If you think of, and by harmony to those uh, listeners who, who aren't sure what harmony is, by harmony I mean chords. Mm-hmm. I mean these kind of things that in very many ways are the building blocks mm-hmm. of jazz and, right. and the, 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 the way that kind of uh, musicians such as Charlie Parker would kind of work on the, the harmony mm-hmm. so the music sounded so complex. Yes. Indian music is very different because it puts the melody at the center and right. doesn't really focus on harmony so much. Right, right. Now, as a result, you have um, more kind of what, uh, free-flowing melodic music. Mm-hmm. Now, what became interesting is that in their 60s, mm-hmm. from the late 50s and through the 60s, there was a movement in jazz mm-hmm. that we think of as, as what we call modal music. Yes. So modal music, of course, as, as, as you know, um, mm-hmm. is about moving away from all those very complex mm-hmm. harmon- harmonic scales mm-hmm. and chords that mm-hmm. was prevalent in bebop era yes, yes. and moving towards more melodic simple scales that mm-hmm. allowed more open structures in the music mm-hmm. and allowed musicians to, to express themselves more Correct. freely in the yes. moment in some ways. Uh-huh. Of course, artists such as Miles Davis, John Coltrane, Yusuf Latif mm-hmm. uh, uh, were extremely kind of in, interest, interested mm-hmm. in this new kind of approach. Yes, and, this, yes. this, um, and, and as a result, they were started to become influenced mm. by... Indian musicians such as Ravi Shankar, mm-hmm. uh, master sitar player, mm-hmm. and also Bismillah Khan, mm-hmm. who is a Chennai player. Mm-hmm. The Chennai is like a double reed wind instrument right. from South Asia. Okay. Now, these guys were master musicians. Now were starting to play more in the West mm-hmm. um, because of you know because of the growth of the uh, recognition and and. And um, of, of Indian music, and mm. so they started now to, to inspire jazz musicians who maybe were ready to kind of take a different kind of inspiration melodically right. from a new place that was different from either the West, Western Europe, yes. was different from the blues, was different from uh-huh. the musical, this kind of thing, and so John Coltrane, for example, was very inspired by Ravi Shankar, mm-hmm. both in terms of musically but also the spirituality behind the music right i would say that miles davis was also very inspired by by the space mm-hmm. that was could be found in in, in indian music right uh, of course john mclaughlin later became very influenced by by musicians such as zakir hussein mm-hmm. that led to him forming the band um shakti all right um that That's... again kind of had a huge influence on world jazz mm-hmm. um the the bringing together of of indian music and rhythms and melodies mm-hmm. with jazz sensibilities and instrumentations i'd like to also mention one other musician mm-hmm. badal roy mm-hmm. uh, badal roy uh may not be such a familiar name to some of your listeners but you may well have heard lots of his recordings because he played a lot with miles mm-hmm. davis over the years he played with ornette coleman he played with pat Matheny, right. and he was a tabla player yes. so again I think Miles and John McLaughlin were extremely excited by the Indian rhythms and the way that the tabla could could kind of express mm-hmm. both almost a harmonic kind mm-hmm. of thing and a almost melodic thing, but then have the rhythmic drive. Right. So many of these musicians kind of in, influenced 
jazz musicians yes. in terms of both the style of the music, mm-hmm. the difference of the music, mm-hmm. and then the kind of culture behind the music. Yes. And these are now things that we almost take for granted because, mm. you know, uh, the, the world, the musical world carried on being informed and, and different aspects of, music, of, of world music has influenced jazz and vice versa, whether yeah. it's Afrobeat, mm-hmm. whether it's Ethiopian jazz, and so on. And in a similar way, it's, I feel very happy that uh, Indian music also kind of had its own influence. Yeah, that's, in, that's, that's in a places. very good insight you've given us. Um, uh, I can see where you're coming from, and um, you've explained it so clearly. I mean, it doesn't need any clarification. Um, but again, that's the essence of this program, is just to show um, our listeners or express to our listeners that jazz is a universal um, genre, you know, it's got in- influences from all over the world, and obviously, as you touched on there, there's a very strong Asian connection with the way jazz has developed. Um, so, thanks for actually giving us an insight into that. Um, My pleasure. <laughs> um, obviously, you're a busy man. Um, I know you're touring, but I would like to know. Please tell us uh, about your current projects and what you're doing. Okay, so I've uh, got a new album that's coming out. Uh, in a couple of weeks' time, right. uh, the album is called Seclused in Light. What's it called? It is Seclused, Seclused in Light. Seclused in and, Light. Uh-huh. Yes, and it's all. I, I created it, a lot of it, the compositions and the recordings during the lockdown. Okay. When I was kind of uh, was had stopped performing live, yeah, and was at home looking after my family, and in okay. the night times was. Uh-huh. And the night times was <laughs> just working on my own music in the studio, you know. And, and right. And now it's going to be seeing the light of day. Uh-huh. Um, it's an album that's very personal, and uh, I'm very much looking forward to people hearing it. Okay. Uh, we're going to be touring uh, across uh, the UK, uh-huh. um, all across the Northwest, across Yorkshire, the Midlands. Uh-huh. And we'll be playing in London, of course, as well. We'll be playing at Ronnie Scott. Oh, club on the 26th of March, if oh. anyone wants to come and okay. hear us live. We, we, uh, there's a, a handful of tickets left, not many, so you might want to get, get <laughs> on the try phone. Try in there quick. <laughs> you might want to, and, and playing with a wonderful uh, collaboration with, with Zoe Rahman, the MOBO award-winning piano player. Um, right. So we're, we're, these, these are kind of things that are coming up, and mm-hmm. just... I'm really excited about people hearing the new music and I'm most excited about playing live because I've missed it a great deal. Yes. I've missed I've missed jazz, yeah. Mm-hmm. I've missed it's one thing to practice and listen mm-hmm. to music and so on and compose and record, mm-hmm. but I've missed being around musicians, I've missed being around audiences and and so I'm very happy to be hitting the road again after all Excellent. this time. I'm really really Excellent. appreciative of the fact that uh, there's an opportunity now to start playing live again. Yeah, well, that's great. Well, when the albums are, please let us know so we can get a copy and we'll play it here on Fairytale Radio, certainly. Of and course, thank you. Please <laughs> do, yes. I'll send you there'll be a CD in the post. <laughs> and um, good luck with the shows. And th- I want to thank you very much again for spending your Saturday afternoon just to have a chat with us. About My that. pleasure, yeah. and thank you for introducing me to some of this new music. I'm looking forward to hearing the rest of the show. Well, I hope, yes, you will. I'll, I'll be playing your music later on. I'm not going to um, 
let the cat out of the bag but you got a track that i really really like and i'm i'm sure our listeners will like it too well great <laughs> i hope you all enjoy it thank you okay then thanks for your time Maroon, and have a wonderful saturday thank you same to all you and all your listeners all right yeah, bye yeah take care bye bye Aaron. yeah bye that was Aaron Gosh there. Um, he's a clarinetist, very interesting man, and he's got a wealth of knowledge. You can find out more about Aaron um, if you go onto the Feferity website, Feferity Radio website, and um, have a look at a news blog. We've got a biography there about him and everything we do. And this is a track from his earlier album called South Asian Suite. It's a track called Sophie Stump. Using Indian rhythms with jazz it certainly works for me. It's got me moving. Clarinet playing there. Well, that was Arun Gosh. 
bits of his stomp as you heard him during the interview he will be in Ronnie Scott's jazz club here in Soho in London on the 26th of March get your tickets before they're all gone really good musician I've listened to his catalog really good music right we move on Prosperity Radio you're a nostalgic station Beauty in diversity. This is Ferity Radio. 